Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Tedline.
Hey, top of the morning to your pizza. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe Ole Latte Da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like a wake-up bomb. Cause we both know that it's mercy. Because God, I magnify you as the King of Glory.
day that the Lord hath made. And in the name of Jesus, we're going to rejoice. We're going to rejoice and be glad in him. Brothers and sisters, I bind up that sabotage in spirit. I finally got it. Um, and I'm working on this thing. It will not, um, it should not, anyway, after today, I shouldn't have another problem. I'm having this problem because I can blame nobody but me. And I'm going to tell you so you do not have to go through this. You must absolutely positively, brothers and sisters, if people have not earned trust, Don't think that's because they know your name and they know you that they are uh, in any way. No, that they cannot in any way be used by the devil. Everybody can. If you are not um, truly up on it, and that's what God was showing me, and uh, that's what I was going to share with you this morning, and I still am. It's just that I don't have Spreaker. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist for me to, to, to understand who is sabotaging me on Spreaker. I know that. But it's going to take Jesus to give me a way to stop it permanently. And I think I have it, but I must implement it. So I'm going to um, put in action today what the implementation that I can stop this. So I should not have this problem again after tomorrow. I mean, after today, actually. So um, I don't know how they did it, but you see, I'm, I'm not versed. And I'm not educated in um, this type of um, engineering in terms of jamming people and um, trying to get them off the radio for the podcast. But I am telling you, and I'm demonstrating to those of you that are um, that are in ministry, going in ministry. Um, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. But and why um, why people even feel like they have to be competitive in this? I just it's just um, it's just a competitive nature, I guess. Um. And it's just it's just the devil. That's who it is. But anyway, I have something to share with you, but I but it's not it's not all together. So I can't. Oh, I, I, I do want to say this though. Thank all of you that actually text me or email me about your freedom that you obtained yesterday, man. 
I'm so excited about that. The fact that uh, God told me a long time ago, just bring the people to him and he'll, he'll, he'll do it. And I am seeing the fruit of him telling me that. Because if you don't see the fruit, then you might have been talking to yourself. Talking about me. I could have been talking to myself. I, I don't, I'm not in, in the habit of doing that. But, you know, human. I don't get it. I don't get it 100%. Like some other folks say they do. I, I wonder. But like I said, you know, even to God, I said, if I'm that rebellious, please help me. I need it. I need it. What I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to start with you where God started with me. And and part of this, I'm telling you, is my own fault because um, I've been pretty busy I've been pretty busy, and uh, I'm going to tell you something else, too. If a person does not respect you in the position and the authority you walk in, you need to lose yourself from affiliation with them. Years ago, maybe 20 years ago, when... uh, Paula and Randy White were first starting their ministry and they were under the big tent and uh, Brother Joe and I were under the big tent and and my whole missionary group was under the big tent with them and Paula White preached this message because she was, it was a, a meeting for missionaries at their church. I can't remember the name of their church then. But anyway, it, it, it was all they had was the tent. And Paula White said, I know you missionaries are, are going back to the mission field. She said, but I want to tell you something. And I want you to remember this. See, I met Paula White about in... Uh, can't even remember what year it was when 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 we were feeding about fifty thousand people a month in in Watts, California. And I was working with um another deliverance minister because I was a missionary. And yeah, I know we, we were feeding about fifty thousand people a month and we had support from uh, Mattel Toys. You know Barbie? And Paula White came out to watch. That's how I met her back there. And um, she had, her church had a program. And I didn't know anything about ministering to children. And so I met Paula because that's what that was their purpose for coming to watch. And I said, I, I said, I've got to learn how to minister to children. And she said, Well, I tell you what. She said, You come to Tampa, Florida, 
and we'll teach you. We will teach you how to minister to children. I wanted to, to uh, I had talked to uh, Bill Wilson in New York who had the best uh, sidewalk Sunday school I had ever seen. And uh, Paula and Randy learned from him. <clears throat> so I thought, okay, okay. Because I felt better going to Florida than I did New York at that time. So Without Walls, that was the name of their church, Without Walls. And so we left uh, Watts after after we got through ministering and after she came up and helped us raise money, a lot, quite a bit of money, to continue and develop the Sidewalk Sunday School. I don't know if some of you might remember when, when it was popular or whatever. They would take tractor trailers, cut cut out the, the sides, and build a platform for ministry. So that's how I met uh, Paula White. And um, they, like I said, they had the tent then. But this is what I learned. And I always kept it in my mind, before my eyes. Paula White said, when you're doing your sidewalk Sunday school and you're taking the gospel to children, she said, always go where you are appreciated and never go where you're just tolerated. Did you hear that? And when I when I heard her say that, sitting in Tampa, Florida, under a big tent, and I think the tent used to be uh, one of Brother A.A. A. Allen's tents. It was a big tent. And we were freezing because the tent didn't have any uh, heat. And it was one of those times when a cold front was going through Florida. But I'm going to repeat what she said to me. She said she said it to everybody that was in the, in the in the class. She said, "Go where you are appreciated, and don't go where you're just tolerated." So what I've learned in my walk with God since that time is that a lot of people will lie and pretend. That, that they appreciate you when, in essence, they're tolerating you just to get whatever it is they think you have that they need or they won't. But I was just sharing another little life lesson with you that I learned from Paula White and Randy. Paula and Randy. Paula White and Randy White. Without Walls Ministry back in the, um, gosh, must have been the 90s. But that is that was true when she spoke it then. And it's true right now. So I made the mistake 
okay? I, I, I try not to make that mistake anymore. But periodically, being human, we're going to make the same mistakes. But it is important that when we make them, we acknowledge that, that it is a mistake, man. And I got to straighten this out. So I got to straighten out the fact that I allowed somebody to touch my computer that was just tolerating me because they wanted something. These little life lessons will help you. They'll help you. God gave me this. You see, God is not surprised by this attack on my speaker this morning. And the persons who implement it, you better watch out. That's all I'm going to tell you. You better watch out. But God finally gave me this one and how to permanently resolve this. I told Jose, I said, uh-oh, Jose, I said, I'm going to have a problem today. I know it. Because I've finally been through this long enough to understand. So then when I got a little bit of understanding, then God opened it up and showed it to me. And he also showed me, I warned you to watch out for this years ago. Sue Paula White, what you learned over there at the sidewalk Sunday school. And yes, I did learn how to minister to, how to to do effective children's ministry from Paula White. But then I learned I had to take what I got from Paula White and I had to modify that down to minister to children so that I could teach and build kids in combat and teach kids how to do combat and teach kids how to do spirit warfare. So what's the difference between spirit warfare and spiritual warfare? Well, number one, There's no way you can be defeated by a spirit that you know that is in existence. Did you hear me? There's absolutely, positively no way that you can be defeated by a spirit that you know is in operation or um, manifested. There's, There's no way. But now what I don't understand is why you have so many people living a defeated life being brought under subjection to spirits that they know are manifesting and operating against them. I have yet to figure that one out. I cannot understand just like this situation here. All right. I had to go back. I had to say, okay, when did this when did this uh, come into manifestation like this? It was always there. It was there originally because I I didn't understand. Um, and I got books. I'm, I'm gonna try to read them on on podcasting. But I just haven't had time to sit down and dissect them. You know why? Because I don't regard this. Uh, Podcasting is a new um, and emerging um, 
media. I didn't didn't start out to be anything other than I was looking for a way to get the message of deliverance out in 2008. And I followed what the Lord told me to do because I was in a little town because Brother Joe took a job as a chef de parte for the Ritz-Carlton and I was in a little town and I had to get this message out. And I asked God how to do it. I don't know nothing about any of this other than my first message was on Spirit Go. It's probably some of it still up here on the same blog talk in 2008. And it was 15 minutes. I said, if I could just get 15 minutes, I'll do the best I could do with 15 minutes, God. And that's what he gave me, 15 minutes. 15 minutes evolved through a lot, a lot, a lot of messages. And then I wanted to teach in New Zealand because people contacted me from New Zealand and I wanted to teach in Jamaica. I told you the story before. So I used the blog talk radio and another web platform and trained up ministers in New Zealand and trained up ministers in Jamaica. I've never seen their face today. I mean, I've seen them through pictures and video, but I've never come into personal contact with them. But the ones in New Zealand, I have, I did, and I have. But the ones in um, Jamaica, I only know them through the blog talk and and by introduction of another Jamaican minister who happens to be a nurse. And I know them by uh, uh, another minister in Canada who used to send people here until I threw some out and then they got mad with me. Cause I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna train no witches. Period. But I've been tricked there before too. I came off the blog talk because I, I began to see witches that didn't know how to operate in the spiritual realm coming on my blog talk, and I thought, oh no, I shut this down first, and I do. So when you hear me say something, I'm probably one of the most serious people about God that you'll ever meet. Well, you know. And I also understand my calling. So I'm not intimidated or um, bothered by anybody else's calling. Because you know what else I learned about deliverance ministry? The most famous people are the most widely known people in deliverance are dead. (laughs) 
You hear me? They dead. And I, I said to myself, now when these people were alive, they didn't even have this, these many people following them. But now that they dead, they got a platform, you know, just like, yeah, out of this world. But but when they were alive, they couldn't hardly get, you know, no big meetings. They couldn't. Listen. Derek Prince, look at some of, look at some of his um, videos. Look at the, you don't see no big, giant, 30,000-person crowd. Frank Hammond, you don't see no big, 20,000, 30,000 crowd. Yeah. When worthy. Look at it. You're not going to see it. These deliverance ministers, now the one, the one, the few, the one, really, A.A. Allen, he had a big tent and he had big crowds. And look where he dead. Dead. They're all dead. And when you study them, they can help you to uh, 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 to a degree. But Jesus said, "Why seek you from the dead? What you need from the living?" Derek Prince ain't never battled all these um, meth addicts and. You don't, you don't, he never dealt with uh, a whole lot of um, drug addicts. He talks about witchcraft, but he ain't never dealt with, with no, I know he dealt with a lot of it, um, but this is what I'm telling you, or sharing with you this morning. You better get those principles. It'd be a good idea. But sisters and brothers, this thing started a long time ago back in Genesis. And I have not heard, now it could be, because I don't hear of everything, I don't know everything, I'm I'm, I'm trying to learn what God is trying to um, impart to me to impart out. But I haven't <clears throat> heard well let's read Genesis 18 and the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day and he lifted up his eyes and looked and lo three men stood by him and when he saw them he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away. I pray thee from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. After that ye shall pass on. 
For therefore are ye come to your servant? And they said, So do, as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the heart. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am west old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also. And the Lord said unto Abraham, <clears throat> Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid, and he said, Nay, stop lying, but thou didst laugh. And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide <clears throat> from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation? And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I know him. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Sarah laughed. And then she tried to lie to the angel of God, to <clears throat> the men of God. But they rebuked her. They said, you did laugh. Stop lying. God said, for I know him. 
that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous. Look what God said. I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it, which has come up unto me. And if not, I will know. Is there anything too hard for God? Out of your own fear, have you laughed? God said, I'm going to go down and see. I'm going to go down and see. And he said, I will know. I will know. I will know. It says, the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked and that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sake. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Will thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, if I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again and said, Peradventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure, there shall be, there shall thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure, there shall be 20 found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for 20's sake. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak yet, but this once, 
peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. And Abraham returned unto his place. Brothers and sisters, right now, the whole world, listen, I think there may be some places there are. I can't remember which ones they were. But even they are suffering from the spiritual effects of the spirits of fear, the spirits of anxiety, the spirits of frustration, and the spirits of worry right now. People are reacting to this pandemic now only because the crisis is in their face. You see, God in the manifestation of the angel of the Lord came to Abraham's tent and the Bible said that Sarah was afraid afraid to receive the word of God from God. Why? Because she did not know God when he showed up in her face. Because she chose to believe her experience. We don't have these kind of pandemics a lot. However, we have lived in and through some really serious natural disasters, hurricanes, floods, massive forest fires, and earthquakes. Yet, during all those timings, volcanoes erupting, we become rather blasé about them. Even when they hit, once they over, people go back, Hurricane Katrina. They go back to the same places in Key West, all over the world, and rebuild and expose themselves to the same risks all over again. This coronavirus and COVID-19, as I was praying for the world, and I said, why is this, what is the main thing, God? Help me understand this. I know some of you have done the same thing. He said, because it causes new diseases. He said, don't you understand this? The coronavirus causes new diseases. COVID-19 is a new disease. The coronavirus contains, Erica, 
the unknown factor, which makes it a lot worse. Because it becomes a whole lot worse in the mind of the people. It's a new virus. So nobody has immunity to it. Anybody, everybody, everywhere can succumb to it. So it's almost universal. And the Holy Spirit was letting me understand that the virus is also an invisible threat, which heightens its perception. You see, if there's a flood or a fire, you can see that. You can't see germs. So we don't know where they are. Just like demons. It is when they get in your face, in your soul, in your body. Yet and still, they've always been there. We didn't know where they were, which means that just like this virus, these demons can be anywhere, everywhere, and transmitted to you and I at any given time, causing us to be at what? Dis-ease. Why? Because of that unknown factor, you don't know how long it's going to last. You don't know how you can keep yourself and your family safe. And last but not least, some of you even ask God why he was allowing this. You see, that's not supposed to be the mindset of the believer. Number one, I know I taught you how to stay at ease. I taught you how important. You didn't know it was going to be this pandemic thing. I didn't know it either. But these are principles of God. You must stay at ease in the midst of your storm. Jesus showed us that when he was asleep on the boat. And his disciples said, are you going to let us die? You got to stay at ease because, not because you're stupid, not because you're crazy, not because you are not in acceptance of the reality of what's going on, but you got to stay at ease knowing one thing, knowing that you know, that you know, that you know within your knower and understanding you are a part of the remnant that God has chosen to raise up for such a time as this. You got to know and understand, yada, that you are his and that you are firmly protected in his arms, no matter what. It's important that you know and understand, certainly, that there's no time to wait. You got to know and understand that it's time to discern the season that our generation is in and it's time to take action. What kind of action, Erica? 
action that will bring encounters to you with God's supernatural power to the heart of this fearful, to the heart of this anxious, to the heart of this worrying and frustrated generation. Not just in your neighborhood, in a whole wide world. You can't see it because there's a supernatural realm in manifestation. Always has been. Abraham pleaded and interceded. And God responded. And in Abraham's household was a wife full of unbelief that an angel had to put her in check in order for her to receive a blessing that God had in store for her from the beginning of time. It is important that you stay at ease. It is important that you have already discerned the season. It is important that you know, Yada, the heart of this generation, that they need you, and you will heal the sick, because the sick is being cast aside right now, because of the importance of dealing with this invisible, uh, demonic manifestation that is in operation that nobody can see it but they actually just like demons can feel the results in a tangible way if you come in contact with it including death you're dealing with a demonic influence that could be anywhere everywhere and transmit it to anybody at any given time. You're dealing with a whole generation, a whole people group, a whole global people group that's looking for the answer. How long is this going to last? How can I keep myself and my family safe? You can heal that troubled mind. You can cast out the cause of their frustration because you've been trained to operate. Hallelujah! In this invisible realm. To deal with the seed and the fruit that is causing this anxiety. Causing these questions that can only be answered by God our Father. God is looking for you right now. He's looking for you and I to expand his kingdom on earth. God is saying to you and I this morning, be still and know that I am God. Psalm chapter 46, verse 10. 
I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Brothers and sisters, and he's going to be exalted through his own spirit filled believers. Equipped. Equipped to understand the realm of the devil. To understand the realm that a spirit can inhabit a virus. That can inhabit a person. That can put a new disease. Not an old disease. But God said, there's nothing new under the sun. And I'm saying this morning, there's nothing new under the S-O-N of God. And God is trying to get out of you himself. To a sin, sick, and dying world that can only live through a manifestation of a supernatural power of the Son of God. What can I say this morning? But Jesus is Lord over every new disease being implemented that's got the world scrambling for an answer. But the answer is a manifestation of the power of God from a supernatural kingdom of God unloosing his glory upon this earth. But a time as this. For such a time as this. I don't know precisely or even specifically what your tomorrow is going to be like. But this one thing I can tell you Jesus said, my kingdom comes, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Call me. 
him up. Receive him. Honor him. And go and deliver the world to him.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.